Hi, this is Ann Cavera with another episode of Speeding Past 80. And this week we're going to talk about the art of abundance. First, I do have a housekeeping detail. Remember the rutabaga from a few weeks ago? I dug it out of the refrigerator yesterday and tried sautéing a few thin slices with butter. Well, not butter. I use sesame oil. It's not the same as butter, trust me. Well, a Facebook friend had recommended that, so I tried it, sliced it thin, fried it in the sesame oil. It was okay, but not something to post about. However, there is about three quarters of a rutabaga left, so I'll find another recipe this week and let you know. Now this week's episode is about the art of abundance, which fits in nicely with rutabagas, because no matter what you do with a rutabaga, there's probably going to be more than enough. This past Saturday, I attended a wonderful Zoom Writers Conference given under the banner of Lingle Writing Retreats. Authors Sophronia Scott and Sarah Arthur host both Zoom and in-person conferences. These Zoom conferences are centered on the writings of Madeline Lingle. If you Google Lingle Writing Retreats, the webpage comes right up. In one portion of the conference, we were given lots of ideas for trying new things. Most of them, well, I don't have the ability to try them right now. Yet, life is always about what we can do, not about what we can't. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The title, Art of Abundance, comes from a book my friend Nancy sent as a gift. The title is The Art of Abundance by Kathy Paul. And here's a quote I'd like to share. The art of abundance is finding the provision in what is right in front of you, seeing the hand of God already giving you what you need, moment by moment, sharing the abundant blessings God has given with others, and completing the circle of giving by praising the one who gave the gifts for us to enjoy. These days, my life can sometimes feel narrow, like one of those cave passages spelunkers have to squeeze down in some dark underground cavern. My husband's in a dark cave, too, with me, and our cave is Alzheimer's. Jim often no longer recognizes who I am or where he is. Still, he's kind and patient, as he's always been, and so we are luckier than most who face this illness. Our lives at the moment can be difficult, but not impossible. And so I write, reminding myself that John Bunyan did write Pilgrim's Progress without any access to the outside world. A few days ago, I took Jim to Grounds for Thought, a local coffee shop and used bookstore. It's a busy, comfortable hangout in our college town. We sat at a table while we drank cold lemonade and looked at used cookbooks though most of those used cookbooks looked as if they had barely been used at all. None of the pages were splattered or dog-eared to let me know which recipes had been tried. I checked for recipes for rutabagas and found none. Anyone who listened to Speeding Past 80 a couple of weeks ago will understand why I'm still looking for rutabaga recipes. I was also looking for inspiration for this podcast, and our coffee shop never fails to provide an interesting experience. Well, there we sat side by side, 
Jim stared blankly at the pictures of amazing dishes that I am probably never going to cook. While I chattered on and on about the pictures in these cookbooks and why we might or might not buy one or two and take them home. You see, I have standards for cookbooks. First, they have to have normal ingredients, no saffron or marsala. I automatically close any cookbook that tells me I can use two tablespoons of brandy and doesn't tell me how to use the rest of the brandy. If it doesn't have calorie counts, well, that's a strike against it, too. So, while I'm chattering away about the pictures in the cookbooks, a young woman in jeans and a sweatshirt stops at the end of our table. She smiles, and I think she mentions her name, but I can't remember it now. She says something about being at the university as part of an international leadership program. She takes out an 8 by 10 glossy photo of 50 or so bright young faces and points to herself in the picture. I'm from the Philippines, she said, and this is my friend, she pointed to another girl in the photo and offered her name. She has a small case and she opens it on the table. In this case, she has dozens of pendants, necklaces, earrings, and bracelets. I make these, she says, and I'm selling them. Her work is beautiful, colorful, carefully done, and I can see a trace of her homeland in the colors and design. Well, I'm old. I no longer make speedy decisions when I'm caught off guard. And except for my wedding band, I seldom wear any jewelry at all. After telling her how lovely her creations were and wishing her well, I declined her offer. She was still friendly, happy, polite, and after a moment or two, we part company. Okay, fast forward to 3 a.m. the next morning. I'm awake in bed, which is when I do my best thinking. This young woman had gathered courage to create and offer beauty to a total stranger in a place far from her home. I realized what an opportunity I had missed. I found myself wondering, why don't I wear jewelry more often? A little thing like that might really brighten my spirits. Have you ever noticed that when the Holy Spirit nods in your direction, it's always a win-win situation? I thought back to all the times I poured my heart into writing, knocked on editors' doors, only to be sent away with a kind, sorry, this doesn't fit our needs. No matter how kindly an editor rejects, it still hurts, a little, even after all these years. You see, artists, writers, musicians, weavers, sculptors, anyone who takes a wisp of a creative idea out of thin air and turns that into beauty for this world should be celebrated, encouraged, and supported. The wealthy art patrons during the Renaissance got it right. They valued the artists and dreamers and supported them while they created, and we still celebrate their gifts. So at 3 a.m. I'm wishing I had said, I'm so glad you stopped at our table. This is such an opportunity for me to try something new. I have a Zoom conference tomorrow morning. I would love to wear one of your pendants and tell them who made it. Think of the joy the young woman might have carried away knowing that she had been truly seen and appreciated and valued for her creativity. If we want an abundance of beauty in this world, 
We need not only creators, but people who will show genuine appreciation for the efforts of what they make. We must take the time and effort to value those who bring beauty to life. So now it's Monday morning. I called the Office for International Students at the University. I spoke to a kind, understanding woman who let me send her an email with my contact information. If she can locate the young woman, she'll give her my contact information, my phone number, email, text number. Well, I don't know what the result will be. I'll let you know next week if I hear. Does the Holy Spirit give us second chances? Often the answer is yes. We'll see. Thanks for listening. This is Ann Cabrera with Speeding Past 80.